Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. And welcome back to Bink at Night. Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson. By the way, Grant, this is something we have to get into. The USFL is embracing technology where the football will glow when it supposedly goes across the goal line. How are they going to make that work? Is I'm it going to be like that hockey thing where they had the lights on the puck or whatever? I'm not sure, but we're about to address it, though. Not now, but uh, we will get to it. I'm ready for the USFL. H- how ready are you? Have what? you looked at the rosters? Do you know who's supposed to be good or not? No, I mean, they're all eight. there's eight teams. They're all playing in Birmingham. Just football, man. It doesn't matter. Like the XFL or AAF. It's one of those deals. They're all playing in one city. Except they have a conflict, I guess, with the World Games or something. So they're going to play the playoffs in Canton, Ohio. But yeah, I have looked at the rosters. But uh, they did a draft where they did like quarterbacks, then receivers or whatever. So quality's not going to be great, to be honest with you. But guys end up in the NFL that were in the AAF. They ended up in the NFL that were on the XFL. You're the only person I know who'd be like, yeah, the quality's not going to be that great, but it's football, so I'm definitely going to watch. It's football. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, from our text line, 913-576-7610. Uh, let's just wait. Let's have some patience when it comes to the Royals. They're 2-2. Two and two. Yes, the last two games have not looked good at all. I mean, they've given up 27 runs. They struggled against Cleveland last year. Their record against Cleveland at home was 2-8. and eight. Cleveland was the only team the Royals were sub 500 against. They were five and 14 against that team. Yeah. It's not an excuse or whatever, but for some reason, Cleveland plays Kansas city. Well, I don't understand it. The only undefeated team in baseball. That's right. The only undefeated team in baseball is the Tampa Bay Rays at three and zero. Everybody else has at least a loss in major league baseball. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Yes. The Royals have had some hiccups the last two games. I get that, but to get all mad about it, and be all same old Royals and all that way too soon to do it because basically you're saying everybody in this country has a right to not like their baseball team except for the Tampa Bay Rays because they found a way to win every single game. And they're losing today, by the way, in the top of the uh, fourth. The score is Athletics 9, Rays 0. And keep in mind, this was the only undefeated team in Major League Baseball down 9 to nothing in the fourth against the team with a $32, $33 million payroll for the A's. They basically have a triple-A team that they're throwing against the Rays. The only undefeated team in baseball, they're up 9 and nothing. If that was Kansas City, would be like, oh, God, what's going on? They're getting drilled by the uh, 
lowest payroll and well, it's second lowest payroll because the Orioles are just a tad worse than them. But you know, this is it's his text lines. We gotta settle down. It's it's talking about the hype of Bobby Wood Jr. I mean, what do you expect the guy to do? He's already had that game-winning RBI. He had an incredible throw to save, help save the game. He had a stolen base today. Did not get a hit, but you're not going to get a hit every game. You know, if a pitcher goes out and doesn't throw a perfect game every game, that's still okay. Hitters go through slumps. And I'm not even saying he's slumping at this point. It's only four games. It doesn't matter. Mike Trout has those where he doesn't have a hit in a couple weeks or 10 days. But it's not if you do it at the beginning of the season. Like, no one cares, Grant, if it's in the middle of June or July. They don't care. You got to start out good with good numbers, but I've got, we've gotten some of these texts about Stephen Kwan in the kind of season, <laughs> the kind of series he had against the Royals, and they were expecting that from Bobby Witt Jr. My only thing is, hold that energy, hold that energy. If you're going to be critical, I should say I should save your text, I should save your phone number for when Bobby Witt Jr. just starts going off, and say, remember this. Because I got these about my homes, got these about the Chiefs, got these about everything, about people just not having patience. Stephen Kwan last year in AAA, played double A and AAA, did it 311, and he also hit 337. He had seven home runs in AAA or double A, five home runs in double A. Let's not forget Bobby Witt Jr. had 33 home runs last year between double A and AAA, and he was basically a 30 30 guy. But his last stolen base was pulled away from him in Omaha because the game rained out. He was a 30-30 guy, and that was pulled away. But, again, baseball is not a sprint. It is a marathon, and to be so mad about people is ridiculous. Yes, the Royals were drilled the last couple of days. But, again, as I mentioned, no team is undefeated in Major League Baseball except one, and that's the Tampa Rays. And they're currently getting spanked by the A's 9 to nothing. In the fourth inning, team with the $32, $33 million payroll. That's what happens. So the good chance that every team in Major League Baseball has something in the loss column as of tonight. Let's go to the phone lines, 913-576-7610. Go to Double J in Kansas City. What's up, Double J? What's up, man? How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, man. Hey, thanks for taking the call. Uh, I just want to say I'm not nervous about the Royals. Anyone's nervous, don't be. It's a long season, like you said. It's a marathon, not a sprint. We're going to be just fine. Keep four and four games in, or 500. We're going to be fine. This ball team is young. we got two great pitchers that I trust right now, and Gracie and Kelly. Well, the young guys, two big should be all right. Uh, uh, the guy that pitched today, Hernandez, he'll be all right. We'll be fine. Chill, Casey. Long season left, baby. Let's go, Orioles. Appreciate it. What was your favorite thing this uh, four-game series, uh, uh, Double uh, J? Dude, Bobby Hitt, dude, that guy could do everything. He'll, he'll, come, he'll come on offensively, offensively. So I love this defense. That was an awesome play Saturday in, uh, in the ninth inning, or an extra inning, when he threw that ball to Savvy to get the guy out of home. That was insane. I loved it. Well, that was good stuff seeing Bobby Wood Jr. and everybody got to see him. He's all over MLB Network, all over ESPN. You name it, he's putting this on the map. I want to give him time. I think the guy's going to be fine. But you heard Vern in Vern's postgame. People were talking about dropping him in the order, putting Lopez up there. Just, just give the kid an opportunity. 
Like, he's done things to help this team win. That's all you can expect. Can you help this team win? Brad Keller, to me, was the highlight of everything in these last four games because just how good he was. The fact he gave up a run every single game going back all the way to September 25th of 2020, I enjoyed that most. And for a minute, I'm saying, well, can this Cleveland team even hit? Like, their offense sucks that bad. They always scored one run in their first two games. One. They haven't done that since 1956. And you're like, yeah, Cleveland can't hit. And then all of a sudden they get 27 runs in the last two games. You're saying, okay, maybe they can hit. And Stephen Kwan, yes, that was ridiculous. 58 swings and didn't miss once. So, yeah, I give it to you. That's a little bit insane. Let's go to Josh in Topeka. What's up, Josh? Hey, how's it going, man? I appreciate you taking the call. Thank you for calling. Yeah. Well, I, you know, over the offseason, I thought we were going to do a lot better with, you know, signing some guys to beef up our bullpen in the, in the pitching rotation and – that Zach Grinky is really the best thing they can offer. I mean, he, he's all right. He's a hold, but I wanted to see more because if it's going to be like this, like it was last year, it's going to be another issue because of our pitching. The, the second half of the season was much better. But, yeah, I'm with Brett Keller was a good sign, though. Like, that was yeah. that was a good sign. You know, John Smoltz talked to him in the offseason, right. watched one of his bullpens and everything else. Hey, I'll credit John Smoltz. That's fine. Imparting that wisdom on him was great. The 2018 draft class has been disappointing so far in four games. Right. I agree with that. But, yeah, I mean, bringing in Zach Greinke was a good signing for the Royals. I mean, I don't think they view this team as ready right now. Can they make a run because they have expanded the playoffs this year? And, again, they had a good record the second half of the season. The first half of the season, they were buried. What the Royals got to do is they have to stop the losing streaks. Like, this is where they just need to stop it from happening because last four years, you go back to a nine-game losing streak in April 2018, a 10-game streak in April 2019, six-game streak in April 2020. You remember, that was a truncated season. Then 11-game losing streak in uh, early May last year, followed by another 11-game losing streak. They've got to stop the bleeding, and that's where you hope Grinky comes in, right? You hope Grinky stops so... Five doesn't become six, or four doesn't become five, and the Brad Keller slows things down. That's the thing you hope for with this team. But, yeah, they're going to St. Louis uh, tomorrow. Hopefully they get those games in. It might be getting a little bit of rain. By the way, Grant, uh, speaking of weather, I always like the weather, to be honest with you. But I, I instead of the weathermen, I started watching one of the uh, famous storm chasers, Reed Timmer. <laughs> See, he had like a, a blog ad. I'm telling you this much. Like, always trust – I, well, at least I do. Always trust storm chasers more than the weather guys because they don't make mistakes. And they pinpoint exactly where to go chase tornadoes at. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Daniel Lynch uh, goes against Dakota Hudson uh, tomorrow. Royals and Cardinals at 645 to play in the afternoon on Wednesday. So, talking about the 2018 class again, here's another chance for Daniel Lynch. Let's go to Big T and Shawnee. What's up, Big T? Hey, hey, Bink. How's it going, man? Good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I can't complain. How you doing, Bink? Doing good, man. You hanging in there? That's good, man. Good to hear you, buddy. Uh, so good stuff tonight, talking some Chiefs and Royals. So when Vern had a good point, now I don't know what everybody else is thinking, but if you listen or watch the game or at the game, in that first inning, it could have really got away from us. But we, 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 we had them Golden Glove boys out there slapping that leather. And then – in that bottom of that first inning, we get, you know, one out. We have the bases loaded after Sally got hit. And then we got, you know, the guys are supposed to drive in the run. Santana strikes out. Then Dozier 
uh, fouls out or pops out to her. And, and, and I'm not bagging on them guys, surly, but you know what? This is our lineup. We got a lot of, you know, uh, 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 guys, table setters up at the front. You know, you got Bobby Witt. And I agree, keep, keep Bobby Witt where he is. Mr. SML, keep him at number nine. He just does everything well. He did, had another sacrifice bunt today. And he and won a great sacrifice bunt, but he put the ball in play. And that's what Nicky Lopez does. And you see what happened with, with, with Cleveland. They threw the ball away, committed some errors, and we got some runs there. So we're going to be fine. Uh, one thing that was kind of concerning, but it, it, we got our monkey off the back there, was we finally got a home run. We were the last team in the majors, everybody, to get a home run. I know that. Oh, you don't have to hit home runs, but you do. You got to hit some home runs, man. And I just don't know where this power is going to come from, but I know there's help down uh, in the future coming with Prado and Melendez. But Prado, hey, he's striking out a bunch too, but he has ripped some home runs. So you know, he's hit uh, three. He's hitting 167, but he struck out 10 out of uh, 24 at bats. He like, has. You got to correct that stuff before you come up. He does. He does. And, uh, you know, I don't wish nothing against Santana, but, you know, Cleveland moved on from him, and he has, and Cleveland knows how to pitch this guy. But he's a real key to our season, you guys. Uh, if he does well and, and, and can kind of make that thing roll with us and, and be that fifth hitter behind, you know, that, that, that fourth hitter behind Salvi and keep that rolling, you know, with, with Dozier, he's important too. But, you know, everybody, what's good about baseball, we can turn that page. we got Daniel Lynch going tomorrow. And we got to go put it to them dirty birds. Let's go beat St. Louis's ass tomorrow. And as always, let's go Royals. Choo-choo! Choo-choo-choo! That's right, Big T and Shawnee. Let's go beat that Cardinal's ass. Ron Kopp, lead analyst, arrowheadpride.com next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Big Night. Royals lose today 10-7 to in St. Louis. Tomorrow for two before heading back to the K. For Miguel Cabrera in the Tigers, he sits 10 hits away from 3,000. Joining us now, the lead analyst over at ArrowheadPride.com and my friend, Ron Kopp. Ron, good evening. 
Good evening, Jay. I Yeah, I did not know about the Royals, um, and now I kind of feel bad because if you remember Sunday morning, I kind of came on. I was all excited about the Royals, and nothing has gone well since. But now I kind of feel like something's, something's up here. You know something's what, up I, with me. I feel bad about it too, Ron, because I was talking about the young pitching and how excited I was, like Brad Keller's outing, and I was excited about the way Bubich uh, finished last year, and then it just all... <laughs> Yeah, but that's why we got draft season. That's why that's why we got Chiefs draft to distract us from that for now, right? So let's yeah, let's go. We got 17 days till the NFL draft, and I've already received the first text like, "Let's go Chiefs." <laughs> oh, and by the way, on NFL Net right now is my guy uh, Christian Watson, the uh, wide receiver from North Dakota State. If you were interested in that. Yeah, I don't know. Speaking of Christian Christian Watson, have I brought up the comp that I have for him? Because I'm I'm starting to like it, and and honestly, okay, I, I, it's it's not it's not a unique one. I've seen it on on Twitter now a few times, but it is it is one that I thought of myself. I really think he he's a Martavis Bryant. He's got that mm. form of Martavis Bryant in the NFL. That you know that longer, very speedy threat. Obviously, he's going to be that you know right away. Especially, he's going to be that complimentary threat. Um, just a guy that's going to get vertical, you know, beat beat guys uh, deep. You know, maybe he, you know, that's that's why I say it's kind of his floor because hopefully he develops into more than that. I think he has the size, the you know, the build to be more than that. But I think right away, especially, I think yeah, you just plug him in. He's kind of that Martavis Bryant type. I've seen him in more and more mock drafts in the first round. A hundred percent, I've seen him in more of those. Ron, I know that. Uh, well, I, I get to something in a second. Chad Reuter of NFL.com just has a four round mock out. He. He has a separate article where he said the first two picks probably for each team. And it's not anything to do with his mock. It's a little bit different than his mock, but I'll go over those names with you. But I know you have an article coming out tomorrow, arrowheadpride.com, about some, maybe some off-the-wall picks the Chiefs could make at 29 and 30. Yeah. Uh, Pete actually dropped it a little early for, for the people. You know, got him, got him juiced on a Monday evening. So, yeah. If you go oh, it's already right dropped. Now, yeah, uh, and, and Talon and I on the AP Draft Room podcast, we always try to think of a creative angle to kind of start off the show because we've talked all offseason about all these prospects. It's kind of oh, hard to, is. you know, talk new stuff. And one thing we, we kind of threw out was just two guys, two players, you know, maybe that we don't even agree with, but just that we could kind of maybe see realistically kind of being crazy off-the-wall picks. And I liked his pick, uh, especially. I'll start with his. He went into Kobe Dean, the Georgia linebacker. You know, he's he's projected to go in that range now. Um, he, he's definitely going in that late first, early second round when you look at mock drafts. And he's a playmaker, man. He's a guy, obviously, led that Georgia defense. Um, he's, he's A lot of people uh, consider him the best linebacker of that defense, although Quay Walker, another prospect, has been creeping up the, the rankings lately. But the Kobe Dean's just a playmaker, and, and Talon made the point that you know, in Steve Sagnola's defense, he's always specialized that dime linebacker, right? It's kind of a different player than the starting linebackers, and Ben Neiman's kind of held that role. Well, shoot, why not just go full ceiling with that position, you know, make it a specialized position and make it N'Kobe Dean so you're really maximizing your dime defense when, you know, they like to run it on third down and you're really getting a good player in there. So that's kind of where the fit would, would make sense where maybe they just go BPA, best player available. They don't like anything else. Just upgrade that that defense right away on, in situations. Uh, Nicobe Dean just flying around the field. It's kind of you, exciting if you think about it a little bit. Where would you put him, Mike? Well, that's that's the thing. Yeah, I, I think Bolton and Gay right now have deserved the Mike and the the Will and the nickel formations. What they're going to be playing and a, a lot of it, but 
And the dime defense, when, 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 yeah, when they're, they're in lighter personnel, they've always had Ben Neiman in that role. Yeah, have Dean be that, that dime guy. He's, it's, they've always kind of liked it as a backup Mike, right? Neiman's that backup Mike. They want a guy that's like a Mike type. Dean can kind of have that Mike ability in terms of leadership skills, but also have the range and the playmaking ability in the pass game and in the run game. He can be a great blitzer. Um, yeah, I, I, I really, it's an exciting idea. Um, kind of unrealistic, but exciting. Now, his 40 time it was different because I don't think he, he didn't run at the combine, did he? No, and actually there's some, there's some, uh, there is some physical hampering to him. Honestly, off the top of my head, I can't remember exactly what it is, but I hear, heard about it the other day, and it's, it's actually why he hasn't been doing much testing in the offseason. And it yeah. could be why he's slipping a little bit in yeah. the mock. It's 5'11". Mock 5'11", that doesn't concern me because we've seen plenty of guys play uh, with that, but does it concern you at all? Because Nicobe Dean, one of the linebackers, mentioned right in the beginning, but on a defense with Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt and Trevon Walker, like he was there with some stout defensive linemen. Yeah, and and that's why it's probably there is a reason he's slipping, and 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 why he probably shouldn't be maybe a three down linebacker, a guy you're playing in base downs all the time. Maybe he should just be a specialized linebacker where you're playing him on only those. 20, 30% of the snaps where you're more focused on the pass and, and in lighter personnel. So, yeah, maybe he is, maybe that's how you maximize him and maybe you don't overuse him and kind of force him into a role he's not, he maybe won't excel at in terms of being just a traditional base, you know, 4 3 Mike linebacker. Maybe he's just not fit for that, but maybe, like I said, in a specialized role, maybe you really maximize his talents. Now, one of your picks is a guy that I really like. Uh, maybe not for the first round because it'd be hard to justify an offensive lineman, but. Listen, you can never have enough good offensive linemen. Trevor Penning, a guy that you put, he's from Northern Iowa, but the guy's he's got that nasty streak. Like he would fit in this offensive line because he brings the nasty. And him at right tackle, yeah, your offensive line would be set with him. But do you really think they would go offensive line? Because I really like this player, by the way. He's my favorite lineman. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, well besides he, Evan Neal and stuff like that, but they're not going to get him. Of course, and, and and this is the justification for for putting him in this in this little subject we got going here is that if he was there at twenty nine or thirty, you have to imagine on most NFL boards it seems like he'd be the best player available, right? And so that's what ma- makes you kind of think about it. It's not just any offensive line. It's not Bernard Raymond, which you know honestly I actually have Raymond rated higher. I just think he has a higher floor. I think uh, Trevor Penning's a very high ceiling player, but. And, and on an offense like the Chiefs where he's kind of that fifth lineman, uh, you know, I, I think it would really make sense and he could really maximize his talents. And you're right, he is nasty. And that's why I kind of thought it'd be fun. Him and Trey Smith next to each other, imagine that. Um, but but that, that, that is the thing with Penning is that if he was there, that's that's what would make them think about it because he is not supposed to be there. He is He'd the, guy be the best player. To top 15. Um, but, but at the same time, man, if, if there is a slip, if someone's going to slip, if it's that position, if they say, screw it, let's just get – the, the right tackle position shored up. I mean, at the same time, I, I want to say it's not shored up if, if you pick him. It's, 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 a, it's a swing, man. It's, it's, he played at a lower level, you know, that nastiness stuff that showed up at the Senior Bowl, but, you know, you, you still haven't seen it against really, you know, like SEC talent or anything or NFL talent. So it is a projection, but, you know, with, what, with how he's rated, with how he's talked about in the NFL draft community, I just feel like he'd be the best player available there and it'd make them really think hard about uh, picking him just, and on that uh, basis alone. Chad Reuter over at NFL.com, he picked at number 29 overall, George Pickens. This is a wide receiver that has visited the Chiefs. Number 30 has got Drake Jackson, an edge from USC that I don't think we've seen his real potential uh, to this point yet. He says GM Brett Veach and head coach Andy Reid will probably try to move into the middle 
part of round one for Jamison Williams or Chris Olave. And Jamison Williams at this point, you might have to move into the top 10 for him, but are you on board? Cause a lot of the national pundits saying the chiefs will move up for a wide receiver. I'm not so sure about that. And George Pickens and Drake Jackson, do you like those two picks? Because I like the wide receiver edge combination. I'd pick two different guys than this, but I like the combination. Yeah, I, you know, I'm going to be honest. I really like the idea of getting Jamison Williams in the offense. And if that means you have to give up some draft capital and, and maybe sacrifice some stuff to go up and get him, I like it, man. Because I do think that's a, that's a home run swing. He's exactly what the Chiefs offense needs with what they got, with what, what they have now. And then obviously in the long term, man, he's just, I just think he's going to be a really good receiver. So you can't go wrong there. But yeah, I do like, I, I really like the idea of getting a lot of players in that top 50, right? Just as many picks you can get maybe you know not top 50 top 60 top 70 just as many picks as possible kind of in that you know second round maybe even early third round range and so that's why i kind of like the idea yeah you say drake jackson and george pickens you know i i like the idea of george pickens i think he's a he's a freak you know you see some of these catches he makes it's ridiculous and and you think about how we've seen the chiefs really value blocking all offseason just kind of being a bigger physical dude i mean that's pickens to a t and but he also has that speed, that deep threat ability. He's kind of best of both worlds. So I see where the ceiling could be with that. I, I still I still lean in that range to get a guy more like Jahan Dotson, the Penn State receiver, just more of a, a, a traditional Z slot type that's gonna create separation a lot more over the middle, that kind of thing, get open more. So I like Pickens. I, a lot of guys at AP are are, are back in Pickens for sure. Um, but Drake Jackson, that, that's one that I haven't seen him at 30 as much. The edge defender from USC, more of a second-round pick, it seems like. But, you know, he, he does have that, that raw talent. You see that bend, that, that flash that he has. He was a very high recruit out of high school, and, and he shows it every once in a while. So he is someone that I thought would be an interesting pick, maybe, at, you know, in the second or third round rather than the first. But, shoot, you know, you just got to take him where, where the, the rest of the NFL values him. So if, if that's where he's going to go, then, yeah, he's a, he's a swing that I'd like to take for sure. Yeah, there's certainly going to be some moves that you're not expecting that happen in the first round because mock drafts are put out by pundits, not the teams. So you never know what the teams happen to be thinking and also whether you pick up the smoke signals or not from what this team is. But another guy that I really like, okay, well, let's talk about all right, so let's say you do move up in the first round. When you look at some of these edges that will be available on day two, um, Logan Hall is a guy I like, even though he's defensive end, but he can play on the outside. I think they want to play him in the NFL. In Arnold, I really like the Arnold Ibikite as well. He's uh, from Penn State, transferred from Temple to Penn State. I know Mel Kuyper's really high on this guy, but he could creep into the first round the more I, more I see him and the more I think about what he's capable of doing. Led the Big Ten in tackles for loss. Yes, he is. He's definitely a guy that that we should be considering at twenty nine or thirty. Um, you know, when I first looked at him earlier this offseason, I, I really liked him as at, at that second round option. You know, one of those second round picks. But you know, again, as I say, if he's going to go somewhere, you just got to take him where he's valued. And he's a guy that's really exciting because, yeah, he's not the traditional Spags edge where you're going to throw him out there and trust him to hold up against the run over and over and over. But man, the Chiefs haven't had a guy that can really fly off the edge in a while. Really give some juice. And, and Ebiketti's got that, that run under the table kind of bend where he can really get around an offensive tackle, really fly off the ball. He went to Temple originally and then to Penn State. I'd say if you're looking for culture guys and looking for 
for guys that are going to be, uh, you know, well, well put together in the weight room as well. Those two programs are probably some, some, a good program to, to bet on. So I really like the idea of him as well in, in one of those picks, you know, first or second round. But it definitely seems like he's going to have to go uh, late in the first round. Another guy that I, lo- I really liked that was mocked to the Chiefs early on, and you never know where he's going to end up, was uh, Cam Thomas from uh, San Diego State that led the uh, led FBS in pressures. I've seen anywhere from third round to end of the first round with Cam Thomas, but it's probably going to be a guy available on day two. You know, I'm glad you brought his name up because he is a guy that you hear a lot about um, because, yeah, he's, he's an edge defender in that day two range. You know, I, I, he's a guy that I kind of need to be sold on a little more. I'm, I'm not seeing it as much with him. He, he's kind of lower on my edge rankings than, than I think a lot of people um, have him. I don't know. I think he's, he, he played a lot of, you know, between where he went three tech and edge. You know, you said led the the uh, F, you know in pressures, but I just I don't know. I, I, I didn't see a lot of uh, you know impressive play, impressive snaps from him at that level, right? If you're if you're going to be you know one of these guys going you know top fifty, I just like to see a little more domination at the level he played. Um, but you know, at the same time, there's only the games I could watch, right? And, and maybe there's other games where he just absolutely tore through guys. So I just wasn't very impressed with him as much, and not someone that I'm super excited about uh, maybe being a target on day two. Really interesting. Yeah, I mean. I think I might like Cam Thomas a little more than others. I mean, the guy did have, what, 10 and a half sacks this past year. I think it was Conference Defensive Player of the Year at San Diego State. But, uh, yeah, I like him. And I, I still like Karloftis. I don't know if he's going to still be there at the end of the first round. But I did see a mock today that George Karloftis was going in the second round. I find that a big, bit of a stretch. Yeah, so he. I'm glad you brought him up too because I just heard heard today. Actually, one of the AP guys said it in the group chat that McShay and Kuiper actually kind of said he's one of those guys that, you know, depending on the team, he could go middle of the first all the way to the third round, and mm. and I could see it. You know, he's kind of maybe you know a really polarizing prospect. I really like him at 29 or 30 if he makes too. it there. I think. I think he's a guy you throw in right away and you feel good about eating up snaps and, 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 and just getting your quality play, man. And, and he's still really young. I mean, he's, he's, he's going to turn 21, I think, soon. I think he's already – more maybe he's already 21, but he's very young. I mean, he's a super young prospect. You kind of like to see that. as On top of being a guy you can throw in right away, that's kind of the best of both worlds. So I really like the idea of Karloftis. Great stuff. Ron Kopp, lead analyst over at ArrowheadPride.com. Give follow on Twitter at Ron underscore Kopp, K-O-P-P. We'll talk to him in a couple days on the draft show as well. Thanks, Ron. Yes, sir. Thanks, Jay. There you go. Want to react to some stuff that he said, and should the Chiefs trade up or should they be stay at 29 and 30? I know a couple people asked this question on the text line. I'll get to that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to Big Night, Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson, who's in the operation. Grant, if I said the word fried grasshoppers, would you eat them? I mean, I, I think I'd probably try it. Well, I have. Yeah. Is it any good? It is. And I was a little bit surprised. They're very small grasshoppers. But the Mariners, Where'd you get them? Seattle Mariners sell these things, right? Okay. And I only saw, like, stories on them and stuff. Like, these grasshoppers they're selling in Seattle. And it does sound disgusting. If you're driving around right now, the you know, grasshopper's probably not real appealing to you. But you know what? When you fry stuff, it makes things better, right? So yeah, typically. Rex Hudler, I remember, brought some back for me. Brought some of these fried grasshoppers because I wanted to try them. The reason I'm saying this, because Henry Lake, uh, my former uh, co-host, was talking on Twitter about the uh, Mariners broadcasters next to his booth. He's part of the Twins uh, post game out there. Heard him talking about Juicy Lucy's. From Minneapolis. They're famous for the Juicy Lucy. You ever had the, one of those burgers with the cheese inside the meat? I've never been to Minneapolis. Really? No. Well, if you go there, try the Juicy Lucy. Okay. They're known for them. You can find them a few places around here, but it's just like finding barbecue in another city. Do you really want it or do you want the barbecue here? You want the you want the original stuff. Yeah. That's why sometimes there's Kansas City barbecue places in some of these cities, which is fine if they're from Kansas City. And they're introducing, but you getting the beef from around here, you're doing the same principles that you did here in Kansas City? That would work really well. I think a lot of people would go to those places. But fried grasshoppers, uh, but Rex brought them back, and they're good stuff. From the 816, stay put or trade down and get more picks. They have to make good decisions with the first eight picks because the four picks in the seventh round aren't going to bring Maddox much. No, that's a great point. I mean, if you go by the Rich Hill trade chart, which is a great trade chart uh, to go by, used to be all the teams used the Jimmy Johnson trade value chart, and Rich Hill – is a better trade chart at this point. I think Draft Tech has one of those if you want to look at the Rich Hill trade chart. But it shows you, if you were the Kansas City Chiefs, for example, and you wanted to trade, like right now, the picks 29 and 30s were 203 points. It's 29. Pick 30s worth 196. And pick 1s worth 1,000. Pick 2 is 717. So you add these together, and you try to figure it out. Example. Second round pick one, uh, pick number 50 is worth 115 points. In the fourth round, pick 121 is only worth 26. So it takes some more of those picks or even future picks to get up to move to the second or third round. Seventh round picks have absolutely zero value. Pick 233, their first pick in the seventh round, 
two. Two points for that. Basically, you're dealing with pennies. 243 is a value of two. Pick 251, two. Pick 259, which is the fourth last pick in the draft, worth one. So it takes two of those just to even get one other second round, seventh rounder. They're picks you throw in when you're getting rid of a player or whatever, you throw them a seventh round pick. It's exactly what you do with seventh rounder. So I'm with you on that. But as far as trading back, like that doesn't make as much sense with the Chiefs at this point, the whole the whole trading back thing because of the amount of picks they have. They have 12. Again, will they make those picks? I don't know. I don't think that they will. They have in the past. 2008, they made 12 picks. All right, They have done it before, and they've made nine on several different occasions since 2008. So they could do it. I don't see them doing it, but the way things are going right now, draft picks are cut and thrown on practice squads all the time now. It's like Cornell Powell, fifth-round pick last year. Chiefs put him on the practice squad. You saw a lot of fourth- and fifth-rounders cut last year around the NFL. Six-rounders cut. They didn't exactly make the team. Again, that was a weird draft last year because you didn't have the combine. So you had a lot of teams reaching on certain picks, and that's what happens to get got released. But if the Chiefs are sitting there and they're working about worrying about moving back in the draft, the thing is they got two firsts, two seconds, two thirds, two fourths. So unless – they were to work a deal and someone was desperate to move up and they were able to garner a fifth or sixth. But again, you're not talking about much value. They didn't keep their fifth rounder last year. So are you going to give back in the fifth and sixth? They have so many picks down the line. They have so much depth in picks. They have six in the top 103 picks. Now I could see them moving up in the second round. I could see them throwing a third or throwing a fourth. I maybe dip it into next year's picks. Maybe, but it's going to be in Kansas City. And I think people in Kansas City would have really liked if the draft was here this year because they're going to be the most exciting team in the draft because of having those 12 picks. And then the decisions of what to do, stay at 29, stay at 30, or bump up to get one of these elite wide receivers. Now, I'm for the Chiefs staying put at 29 and 30 because I really, really want to see them get a wide receiver and an edge rusher. As a matter of fact, I have a mock coming out Wednesday at noon, Grant. It's already done. It's been done since last Thursday, but I did add something today. I added an or. I did have a choose-your-own-adventure. Like, if the Chiefs trade up, this would be picked, then I didn't make the other 12 picks, but I put an and or. Is this like a depth chart or? Kind of an or at first round, like a certain player that I want is not there. Here's my second best player that I would do if the, if the other pick isn't there. There's another choice for where I'd go at 29 if – the guy I'm putting at 29 isn't there. I'm a little bit worried about him being there. Okay, so the or is just precautionary? It's precautionary with another pick that I would go with if that particular guy isn't there. You have a tease for us? Who you got in the second round? Who's the first pick of the second round for the Chiefs? I'm not going to tease anything. You're not going to tease anything? No. I'll, okay. give you, I'll give you a... We uh, don't get a nibble? Tyler Beatty is in this draft at some point. Not Tyler Beatty, but uh, Algier. From BYU, not the Missouri running back, the BYU running back. Somewhere in this, so's Logan Hall. I'm going to tell you where, but they're in here. Can't give away the first round, man. I didn't say the first round. I said somebody in the second round. Okay. I'll set I'll set another alarm for you. That one time at Wednesday at noon. You got to get me up at 4 a.m. tomorrow. That's what I'm call saying. Call me or something. Or I don't think you're responsible enough to call me at 4 a.m. I will not be awake at 4 a.m. I'll send an auto text message. It'll just auto send out there right at four. That's my wake up call. Dude, the USFL is going to be 
unhooked. I'm gonna. I am gonna talk about that in about 15 minutes. They've got some ideas. You laugh at them, but the 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 NFL took ideas from the first round of the XFL. Like some of their ideas and camera work and everything and accessibility players, they took it in the NFL. There's a couple things USFL is going to do. I think will translate to the NFL. I do. I, I couldn't even name you a single USFL team. No. There's only eight of them. Are the gamblers in it? No. I'll tell you when we come back. When we come back, <laughs> though, I went, oh, got Mike Matheny from the day. Talk about situational hitting. Do some Royals here before we get into football in the 8 o'clock hour. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Big and Night, J.B. Inkley, Grant Nicholson. Grant, would you rather eat fried grasshoppers or the Reese's peanut butter I mean, the, sandwich, barbecue sandwich at the K? The easy answer is the Reese's barbecue peanut butter sandwich. Not so fast, my friend. You never tried grasshoppers. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if you give me two options and one has chocolate, peanut butter, and barbecue, and the other one is an insect. It's like pulled pork or something. I'm going to pick I'm gonna pick the one with... With the chocolate and the peanut butter. Well, you got to put like hot sauce on the grasshoppers. I'm sure there's dipping. I'm sauce. sure there's condiments you can put on it. But what kind of dipping sauce would you use for a grasshopper ranch? I don't know what they taste like. Is it like is it like salty? Yeah, it's crunchy. Barbecue sauce. Crunchy. Ketchup. I mean, I don't recommend honey mustard. Grasshoppers, but you know, dude, I'm in Rome. so hungry. <laughs> some grasshoppers. I'd go. God, for, I wish we had some. We should have got Chipotle, had. dude. We should have. It's your turn to pay. <laughs> It always is. It's actually your turn, buddy. I mean, there's there's quite a debate on whose turn it actually, actually is. Actually, it pay. probably is mine because <laughs> I think I brought the donut first and you brought them in at one point. <laughs> I think it is like, like six months ago, my turn. I always tell people happy birthday like five months in advance or like five weeks in advance. Because usually like around here, you go to the bathroom and people's birth dates are on the list for like the following month. If it's like the 25th and it's like the 1st, I'll just go ahead and say happy birthday. Why? Because then you're not late. Then you're wishing it early. Yeah, honestly, an early birthday wish is way better than one that's like a day late. Happy birthday, Grant. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. When is your birthday? It's coming up here in a couple weeks. Oh, really? Yeah. Pretty close to it. Yeah, it's at the end of April. Oh, nice, nice. We'll get into some innovations in the USFL when we come back. I think the NFL could really use these innovations and what would you like to see what innovations would you like to see in professional sports because we can always 
get better and do things and move with technology going forward. But here was Mike Matheny today. I mentioned that uh, he talked today, and some of the things he talked about here I think were interesting, about Carlos Hernandez's performance after the first, and then situational hitting of the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, after the first, I thought he did a nice job. I mean, he had everything going after, you know, a couple infield hits didn't help him in the first either, but the, the walks, I mean, we're just going to have to get past that. Um, after that, I thought he settled down and looked pretty good. Um, unfortunately, the longer innings got him to a point where he really hadn't been too far in this spring. Um, but overall, I thought he did a nice job of gaining his composure and keeping us in the game. Mike, how much did you know about Stephen Kwan coming into this? What do you think of what he was able to do? Yeah, just from scouts and, you know, kind of gave us a pretty good overview. Um, not a lot of swing and miss, good bat-to-ball skills, and um, he's tough out. You can tell that already. You know, the guys that don't swing and miss a lot and and uh, figure out how to make hard contact and tough to strike out, and yeah, that's exactly what he did this whole series. To see Benny in the place that he is in right now to start this season, um, how, how positive is that for you guys? Yeah, you know, I thought the offense uh, gave us some good opportunities. We missed some opportunities, too, but we sure did put together some good at-bats. Benny had a good day, had a couple of hits for Salvi, a couple for Witt. I mean, had some things that we did well. Um, but those, you know, getting those tight games, it's, it's going to come back to the, what we were preaching all last year as a situational hitting. We had them a couple of times, let them off the hook. And uh, when you when you get a team that um, is in that game in the, in the middle innings and it's close, we got to execute and uh, we've got to keep working on it. If you get a hit like that, how much would that do for the confidence of the guys? Because can that build on itself when people aren't coming through? When they- yeah, no doubt. Um, a big play. I mean, momentum. Momentum always is going to help chances of better things happening um and you just uh the situational hitting thing we make a big deal of because it's not always getting the big hit it's sometimes just figuring out a way to get the run in or get the run over uh, we did some of that really well today we watched wit out there a man in second and third get the run over and get it in and I mean, those those go um it's it, uh, it does a lot for your club and the offense in general and those are ones that we need to do a high percentage of the time we need to get it done a logistical thing, you get four reviews today. What do you think how the new system is working and, and has it been seamless enough for you? Yeah, the only thing new is just the communication of the fans. And, you know, that's just a response to what the fans would like to hear. Um, I'm sure at some point they're going to try and expedite it in a little bit because it does take time. And we're constantly talking about pace of play. So I think at some point it'll get quicker. But um, there's a lot of things to be looked at today situational hitting for the Royals. It's so frustrating at times when the bases are loaded. They can't move runners over. Just that momentum hit. It doesn't have to be a home run. Just a hit to move the runners, advance them in. Makes a big difference. It's what Cleveland was doing today. Just moving runners around. It's what the Royals have to do. Get back to the situational hitting. You saw so much of it in 14 and 15. The Royals just two, two for 11 with runners in scoring position. But it's that momentum. The whole thing is momentum. As far as pace of play, too, Grant, I know Vern got a call about a five-hour game. There was only three hours and 37 minutes. I know it seemed like it was five hours, but the actual game time was 337. It's too long. Oh, it is. It's so t- way too long. But people usually don't complain about the length of games. Like, if you've taken the day off or you've driven in from three hours away and you're going to a Royals game you spent money on tickets, 
I've never really heard anybody complain on their way out. Now, if you're watching on TV, you might complain. But again, why are you complaining? You have your own beer and bathroom right there in the house or apartment, whatever you're in. But if you spent the money to go to the game and you've taken the time to go, I guess they do cut off beer at some point. Maybe they should just uh, let it flow. But you, but really you think like casual fans are sitting down six to seven times a week and like, yeah, I'm going to dedicate 30 hours to watching the Royals? You're getting your money out of it. I mean, the Royals are good no, I, background dude. music when they when they play bad. It's just, you know, you have them on in the background. You're working on a project. Yeah, but, that, on but that's why people are not, like, locked in. That's why people are losing the casual fan because it becomes background noise because you can't just sit there and be locked in for four hours. See, that there, therein lies our problem. Therein lies our problem. We're talking about the age gap for baseball. Uh-huh. You just said it right there. The you people- said it. The time involved in it. Yeah, absolutely. Vern, Vern, well, Vern's advocating, what, shave two innings off? Yeah, he said, I think today he said seven innings, 82 games a year. The one thing about baseball is they're so, so hard up. You you talked about how cool it is when you see a, uh, you know, a landmark moment in baseball. Yeah. Like, if Cabrera gets 3,000 hits, that was kind of special. It was, it was special watching him get the triple crown. But that's baseball. The, these records mean so much. Like, in football... They blow past them all the time, and then, then again, they had 14 game seasons and 16, now it's 17. So if, like, the all-time receiving mark goes down to rushing, you're kind of going, eh, it's 17 games now. We put an asterisk by it, but in football, we care about what you've done that week. That's the way football is. It's fantasy football. It's how many yards did you put up this particular week. I remember when Adrian Peterson was making a run at the rushing town. It's not like they stopped the broadcast and started, you know, showing on their networks. Because it doesn't matter. These baseball records more hallowed for everything. That's why it's so tough, I think, for them to shorten the season because of the records and what they mean. But we've seen other stuff, like the ghost runner on second. In during the pandemic, you saw those seven inning double headers, which it's nine innings back now. But the traditionals didn't like that. Now you have the expanded playoffs. You get six teams in each league. And it matters because you're not making the playoffs or not. I was sitting there watching this Don Mattingly documentary. MLB Network, you know, the Yankees one time had, what, over 90 wins, 95 wins, they didn't make the postseason because there's no wild card. And that's tough. Thinking about all the great teams you had in the 80s, and some of of those teams might have won a world championship had there been a wild card. You think about some of the great teams, eh, where were they? You know what I mean? You wonder how things would have been different with a wild card. I, I think about that all the time. But coming up next, we'll look at the USFL starting this week because... I think they can take some of this knowledge to the NFL. We discussed that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.